I'll make sure my door is locked, the window is locked. Very good. And I sleep under the bed. Okay, that just got weird. <laughs> That's so cute. For the next seven days, each target gains a plus two bonus to AC while they are within 30 feet of each other. Aww. That's so cute. Aww. Oh, but, uh, that's hard. Breaking hearts of ladies and doggos. They have eggs and sausages and hash browns and um you know slabs of meat and and uh <laughs> thank god no more squirrel stew <laughs> chapter 74 a heartfelt proposal okay so this last episode was mostly personal grooming um god you guys all settled into the great mansion, which is the uh, Cotter's family's uh, abode. And it was announced that uh, you guys were going to have a dress ball to celebrate his return to Port of Magnum. And there was a whole lot of uh, fashion advice given. And, um, and, then, an and then some, uh, some uh, trips to the hair salon. And everybody had a, uh, a grand time getting ready for the ball. I didn't. Even no one had a grand time getting ready for the ball. I you put did. my robes on. You had it's such a great time. That was a grand time. time. About a minute. No, you got to intimidate that page. That was a good time. For that, that, was, that was good, but that so, was like 30 seconds. Because everyone's <clears throat> confused by my uh, sudden skin change, um, I want to ask if anyone else had anything on their drawers when they went into <laughs> when they, they uh, went into their room. I rooms. suddenly said Calvin Klein on the back. <laughs> did, did you guys get anything that you didn't know you had when you entered into your rooms? Certainly no magic vials. Not Any notes? Know. Anything? I, I got a note. What was your note? It's a note. Ah, what did it what say? He can't say? read. He's a fool. <laughs> On pretty paper. Was were there pictures? Did no. you eat it? Can he, wait? Can Arlen read? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So what did it say? It said something about my past and my future. Hmm. Like really confusing and Cryptic. prophetic. Mine. I had a note that came with the vial. That I remember off the top of my head. Being that which you detest is the key to your success. I, this I, guy. I, <laughs> I had a note. Actually, don't do that. said, Dianek chooses you. That's not what it said. <laughs> Inside. Immediately called the bluff. Insight. Insight check. Well, let's do a contested thing here. Everybody roll insight, and then uh, no one roll me I just, a, I rolled a 20. deception check. <laughs> 14. I rolled a Nineteen twenty one. Oh, never mind. You beat me. Did anyone beat a twenty one? No. no, I rolled a twenty. You Almost. guys totally think that that's what the note said? Jeez. 
Adri <laughs> believes it. Jesse doesn't. <laughs> Everyone believes that players don't. Well, you, you guys may not believe it, but boy, he carried that off well, so you, you don't have yeah, it. Don't, don't, even, don't even want to try. Anyone else? Where does he don't want to go? Yeah. Only only 16. Where's Nissi No one else got a note? Nissi left you guys at Kalesway. Yeah, right? but where's his insight check? Um, yeah, right. I activated the kitten. It's at the wine moot or wherever he is. It's like pull out the bowl. The loot moot. Yeah. The loot moot. Um, no one's note. Hmm. I don't think that's how it works. No. Person. Besides which the bowl is back in your room. So. Yeah. I just eat up. I just eat up the bowl of scrying. Sorry, Galchabar, there's a bit of pee floating over your face. <laughs> yeah, you just like say some words accidentally, like mm -hmm. the your soup clears away and it's like some random dragon. What? Okay. Oh. Anyway. That's All where right. we're supposed to go. So no one else? Third bowl, you didn't get a note? I got one. You must disappoint one to save all. Oh, so like you're So dad. that is like every yep. Mm -hmm. So that's what we want you to do. You should disappoint your father tonight. He's dead. You should disappoint Father's your dead. mother. And your... A long time ago. Oh, yeah. then who is that at household? Yeah. I just assumed. Mother. Well, disappoint your sister. Actually, yeah. if older sister is the one that helped you out, she would be in charge. You're not Wasn't the head of household? Was no, the one that was, was like a butler. Out? Like the head of the household. As, you know, the like head butler. Okay. Well, well usually when one says head of household, one is referring to like the person that? who owns Maybe the house. an underdark nobility. It was your older yeah, brother. Lost in translation you. there. Do you have any younger brothers? <laughs> no. So just your sister then? She's in charge. I have... Do you have an three elder sibling? I have three sisters. Oh, okay. Yeah. One so older. who's currently in charge? That... Figure yeah. out, gotcha. All right. No, no, no. The person, the head of the house is me right now. <sighs> you weren't here. So who was the head of the house while you weren't here? It was Your more of a uh, committee. Okay. <laughs> the Republic of, of House Frazier <laughs> Frazier or whatever. You got it right. Okay. Onward. So okay, are we ready to go to the ball of hair? Yes. <sighs> So we're already. Adrian, you have your glass slippers on that will pop at midnight? Actually, I think I'm walking around barefoot at this point. <laughs> She's I walking just getting rid of the shoes. Yeah, I can no actually longer. see you doing that. You're going to no looks, kick them off in the shadows. Like, oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> the years spent in the monastery didn't uh, prepare me for uncomfortable footwear. Yes. Oh, come on, your feet are like steel. <laughs> you can wear heels of any size now. But no, that actually the the, the women in uh, she kicked them off. Put them on. Soft <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm tall now. I'm tall now. I'm taller. No, the women in Port Magna wear soft slippers. Okay, then that's fair. So as you remember, um, in the last episode, you uh, had opened the door. All the voices had hushed at the announcement of the Lord Carter and his party, and uh, every head in the place had turned to view your entrance. Um, and once again, the, the ballroom, um, it isn't a dance per se. Um, it's, you know, kind of more of a social gathering. The whole place is just, um, a flow with people. There's minstrels in the corner playing some music, but it's more like occasional music, uh, for entertainment of the guests. And, uh, they, you know, imagine, you know, any large, very fancy party. There's, there are servants going hither and thither, um, that, uh, 
you know, have trays of, of uh, small bits of food, uh, you know, all the little quick edibles. There are trays of drinks going by. Um, all of them seem to be very fancy. The sparkling wine from Kulesque seems to be heavily featured. Um, and uh, then, like I said, just knots of people here and there, and all just in absolute glittering finery. Yeah. Very ostentatious. I'm not glittering. You're glittering. She's glittering. And, and uh, so is, is Orlana. She, she apparently was lent a, a jewelry store worth of baubles as well. Owen's, not, I mean, Arlen's sort of glittery. I'm looking at you if you're wondering. I have that. I'm sorry, right now. I know you're not doing it, but I have you seven year kind of like Elsa at this moment. Let it go. <laughs> not a copyright. <laughs> <laughs> like modulate the. Well, I've seen the flannel blonde hair, the whole jewels, the pale gown, and like Elsa. <laughs> yeah, it's not a pale gown. It's, oh, okay. it's, it's one of the elven ones. So like like said before, you know, the rich jewel tone yeah. kind of yeah. color. Yeah. yeah. All right. Excellent. Floor sweeping, sleeping yeah. beauty. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> more, like <laughs> more like punching beauty. Mm. But uh, I'll let that sit. Yeah, there you go. And the prince tries to kiss her. Wham! <laughs> right in the Consent! <laughs> Learn the word. Anyway, so what's going on? So everyone's staring at us. Um, so We're you guys have just come into the room in um, Milan and uh, Grenville. Yeah, All of a sudden, it. you become aware that. Two of the young ladies, you know, in their early 20s, are suddenly right beside either side of you, one on either side, and uh, they're kind of looking up at you with big goggly eyes, and uh, one of them says, uh, excuse me, my lord, but we have no escorts tonight. Are you free? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I whisper in her and I say, yes, but not free. Ooh. Aww. <laughs> Me. Guess who he is? <laughs> Mr. Mean himself. Please welcome to the stage. No one. How tall are they? Oh, the usual sort of five foot, four to five six. So a good foot and a half shorter than. Yes, and and um, tower of them. And she is just looking at you like you are the most prized possession in this entire room. I mean, there, there is <laughs> some serious <laughs> admiration on her face. Beautiful. Um, I kind of look at Noah over there. Kind of a shrug, like, oh, what are you gonna do? So, I turn around and offer both ladies my elbow, an elbow each, and then just walk them in. And, the and both of them just glom onto you and and uh and walk across the room, and and they are just sort of you know beaming at all the rest of the other ladies in the in the rest of the room. You, you are clearly the best arm candy in the room, there, Colonel. Well, I'm second best, <laughs> nope. no, no, best now. <laughs> I just go into there, a corner. There's a couple of unescorted ladies out there if you, if you wish to uh, pick one up for the you know the, the remainder of the evening. No, I just sit in the corner. Not anymore. He's gonna uh, go up in the corner. Okay. He can't have fun. He's no one. Well, those big words. And um, Adri, uh, Connor's friend Kent, appears and, and says, "My uh, lady, are, are you?" Unescorted tonight? I, I'm good. <laughs> well, should you need companionship, I would be more than honored to be your escort for the night. Thank you, my lord. And Kent's the one who you met at Kulesque? That's right. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Um, meanwhile, uh, Arlen, 
Uh, Orlan has just stuck herself to you. I assume so. Yeah. And you know that thing that happens when a cat gets scared and it just kind of, its hair shoots out in all directions? Her hair sticking out behind her? No, but whenever whenever uh, any of the other ladies gets close, you get that sort of same sort of bristly sort of feeling from her towards the other girls. She is attached with the craggle. Just yeah. saying, no, I have a new spell. I can marry you like that an hour. And Wait, that's that spell? Stuff. Yeah. A ceremony. Well, it's a ritual, right? It's ritual. A ceremony, yeah. What's yeah. The, what? What I is have a ritual? I, it's called ceremony. That's so funny. <laughs> it's not in there. Oh, it's not it's in the... Mordekin. That's we so can, funny. While we continue, it's in there. I have misty step, so I can just get out of <laughs> <laughs> Probably won't even take the 10 minutes. <laughs> no, it's instantaneous. Yeah. I can do several things. Wedding's one of them. That's pretty funny. Weddings, yeah, funerals. Armistice. So is it pretty much like a spell that lets you speak you get, in those events? You, you, get, a bo- no, you get a bonus. To, there's a couple things That's so do. cute. For the next seven days, each target gains a plus two bonus to AC while they are within 30 feet of each other. Aww. That's so cute. I should cast well, it on you and our, our That's useful because line. of all the backstabbing going around here. So we remember the couple that slays together stays together. So, yeah. <laughs> That's wonderful. Okay, anyway. Okay. D&D themed wedding. You just do it. Now you guys get a plus two. Murder all the guests. Murder all the guests. Or the guests murder you. <gasps> That'd be such so a that cool would be life. a Game of Thrones. Okay, now we're world. going back to the game. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, you guys enter the hall, and of course, refreshments are proffered on you. Uh, the drink trays come around. The uh, food trays come around. Um... And uh, what 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 are you guys going to pull from those? Water. I'm good with water. Yeah. It was really weird, like olive boat things. That was like, what is this? Olive boats? Yeah, it's like in the shape of a boat, and has like a weird olive on the top, and it's weird. Kind kind of a conical glass that's got a, a olives on the top of it. There. No, no, no. no. Like it was. It's not. It's not like. It's a, a banana martini. split, and those are cherries. <laughs> <laughs> I think you mean a martini. No, 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 it's, not, it's nothing, like, actually, anyway, um, it's just, like, a shape of a boat and olive oil. That's interesting. Yeah, Gurnville will be drinking in here. Okay. Well, the, your, your two uh, dates <laughs> for the night, Gurnville, do get the, the sparkling Koleska uh, wine, and they are just fascinated. Um, you know, and they hang on basically every word you say. There's so many. Yeah, and they want to know all about you, and, oh, my gosh, how long have you been, you know, the companion of, of Cotter, <laughs> and what you know, what uh, brought you to Port of Magnum, and, and they rolling they, for jerkdom because I think I'm gonna miss the Cotter now. Oh dear! Ooh, natural twenty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you should tell him how he actually serves you because the dragon kind of mm-hmm. the lords. Can I that. can I look around the room and see if there's anything uh, of note going on? Yes, please uh, give me a perception check with advantage. Or investigation, whichever is better for you. Perception, you think? Or, or, or <laughs> investigation, whatever is better for you. 15. Oh, yeah. Use the gray one more. Yeah, the gray one. You notice no, that no, no. a couple of the <laughs> matrons there are um, kind of off in the corner, sitting on their, you know, there's, as you can imagine for something like this, most people are standing up, but they do have little groups of chairs mm-hmm. around the periphery, for, especially for the ladies to sit. And there's a couple of matrons just kind of off in the corner, and they're, they're just kind of very intently speaking with one another. Okay. Um, can I sort of make my way 
stealthily through the crowd to, yeah. to see if I can overhear what they're talking about. Yeah. Uh, uh, roll for me. Roll for me a stealth roll. It shouldn't be too tough for you. And once again with advantage because there's so much noise so going on here. And the crowd and. Uh, actually, it wasn't great. But, uh, six seventeen. Yeah, that wasn't great. <laughs> so it's great for, for what I usually So do. you excuse yourself to uh, get a, some more refreshments or another drink and and just kind of, you know, sidle your way over there. And, you know, the, the two ladies are, are clearly in um, an intense discussion, although trying to, you know, appear to be prim and proper. And, and you get uh, right there at the end of the discussion, and, and one of the uh, ladies says to her, but I understand important this deal is for my family. And then the other one replies, yes, indeed. And she puts her you know, hand gently on top of it. I will make sure my husband is favorable to yours in this deal. And they kind of, you know, do the, you know, kind of nod to each other. And, and a few moments later, they get up and, and uh, split apart. And, you know, one goes to get a drink, another one rejoins her party. Interesting. Yeah. And meanwhile... Um, Cotter, Alistair, Alicotter, Alistair. Um, you guys, the rest of you are, are you know, nearby to him, and a rather elderly um, lord comes up, and this guy is brandishing a real bushy mustache. I mean, just, you know, really full bushy mustache. And, and uh, he just comes up and, and actually kind of just does the, you know, bump into a Cotter thing. Ha ha! Cotter, how are you doing? Ha <laughs> ha! Uh, you rascal, you. I, you, you know, led us for quite a, quite a spell here. We thought you were gone. And, I mean, you, you recognize him as one of, another one of the uh, first families. Um, in fact, you know, the, the head of the household there. Without being the head of the household. But, you know, the, the uh, patron of the household there. And he says... So what, what were you doing out there in the wide world? I've been studying in Dianex Monastery. Lord just kind of laughed or guffaws really. <laughs> oh, you needn't tell me. I know what you're doing. I disappeared for almost a whole year when I was your age. Oh, it took my mother years to find all the bastards. <laughs> oh. And he just kind of waltzes off. Oh, wait, champagne. And uh, it takes off into the other part of the room. Leaving kind of a uh, <laughs> embarrassed and confused looking cutter behind. Uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, socially awkward there. Yeah. And Cutter, you remember that? Yeah, that guy was kind of a boorish, uh, annoying brat the entire time we've known him. So that wasn't at all unusual. And uh, then, um, Arlen. Uh, you know, sometime later during this whole thing, you know, you, you and Orlan are, are managing to, you know, stay uh, clear of any major social guffaw or uh, faux pas. That just means you're not talking at all. Yeah. yeah. And like, um, that's you, a cool shirt. I know, right? You find <laughs> a robed young man, probably in his 30s, so not young, young, but not old either. Um, and he seems to be striding purposely towards you. And he, uh, he uh, comes up to you and, and gives you a, a slight bow and, and he says, um, Are you uh, the Lord Arlen? That is me. I understand that you are a practitioner of the magical arts. Uh, one could say that. Yes. 
And and he's and he says to you, just practice. <laughs> that means you actually have to practice to get good, which you need more of. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and he and he says, I too am a practitioner of the arcane arts. And oh magical. <laughs> <laughs> dun 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 dun. What? What is it? And he says, My name is Melville, a major Trasana. And I would I would you know invite you to come and visit me. I would love to compare notes. I have mm-hmm. a particular magical experiment that you might be interested in viewing. Can I make an because like as a player I'm getting like Insight is what you look for. Um, a weird feeling about this. Can I can I make an insight check? Yes. These well, we don't are indoors. Fail. Ten. Um, you get the feeling that he is trying to be impressive in such a way that you know he's trying to impress somebody that he sees as an equal. Oh, okay. That's cool because. <laughs> We're definitely not going to have him in our party then. No. I'm just picking up everybody. I'm the only sorcerer. <laughs> the the only, only one. Except for her. Her too. But just me. Sorry. Um, Orlana too, but just him. I do, I do have some time um, in the next few days. Uh, I would enjoy that very much. He says, very good. I, I shall send around a card, and we will make an appointment. Yes. I think you will find my magical arts very exciting and illuminating. He has the light cantrip. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Dancing lights. Very good. Um, And uh, Adrian? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The other fun thing that happens to you during the evening, and the same thing to Orlana, the a number of women, like a goodly portion of the women, all want to come up and, and introduce themselves and you know bow and and uh, they uh, you know want to make your acquaintance. It doesn't seem to be much more than that. Passive aggressive. And well, it's more like you know you're the new girl in town and everybody wants to go meet her. And but they do kind of a funny thing. They they uh, want to come and visit again and, and shall we shall meet again sometime. And then they hand you a small card. And it has their name on it, and all of them seem to turn down one corner of the card um, when, when they hand it to you. And pretty soon you've got like a whole stack of them in, in your little handbag. I don't know where to put them. <laughs> <laughs> what, what does the, the turn down corner mean? Um, do you want to ask somebody? Sure, I'll just ask the next person who comes up with the card. <laughs> or do you want to maybe ask um, Cotter quietly? Sure. And... Connor basically tells you that uh, this is the custom in Port uh, of Magnum. That, you know, the turn down left corner means that they want to meet for a social engagement. Turn down right corner means that they want to uh, meet for a business engagement. You know, it, you know, multiple corners means different things. There's a whole code that goes along no, with like, this. it's like the uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Rococo mm-hmm. moles. Yeah. With wild corn in my head. <laughs> <laughs> the Orinoco flow? I, I thought you were doing like the baseball. No, so no, 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 no. The, yeah, the, yeah. the Baroque that they would do different okay. dots on their faces. They have a different 
Let's continue. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. Um, it's not broke, don't pick And it, you know, by the you know, Orlana, same thing. It's, it's this whole stack of cards, probably about twenty. And so what do all, the, how many uh, of them are business engagements that I have? They they all seem to be social. Okay, engagements, good. Yeah. That's good. And uh, and she shuffles them into her little handbag that she's carrying. And <laughs> Can I just give her mine? <laughs> she she turns in the other direction so that she knows you're, they're yours. Uh, but she seems enchanted by this whole thing that it, everyone's paying this attention to her. Cool. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> glad she's having fun. I'm I'm rather uncomfortable. So yeah. Actually, uh, do for me a deception check. Deception check. Mm-hmm. Regular deception. Yep. Seventeen. You hide it all. No one has the slightest okay. the slightest idea that you're uncomfortable. Because so if you case. showed discomfort where you were from, you would be beaten. I'm gonna just take myself to an empty balcony. Okay. This party bores me. <laughs> I'll actually um, join no one too. As soon as you can break free from quiet the quiet is more uh, than so as so soon as you can break free. Yes. yes. Um, well, uh, actually, as you are about to do that, um, you, you know how when you drop a, a drop of soap into a, a dish that has like grease in it, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. all the grease just goes bloop to the corner of the dish and clears away. Um, all of a sudden, it, as you are beginning to head in that direction. Um, that very thing happens to like all of the girls that are immediately around of Cotter. And all of a sudden they just have somewhere else to be. And um, um, Gernville, excuse you. Um, your two dates seem mildly alarmed and, and basically say, oh, we should get some refreshments and start to lead you over towards the nearest food and drink uh, table. And um, for I, what? I stopped. And you're just gonna hold them there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so your 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 dates seem a little um, a little bit uh, flustered. Uh, not yeah, alarmed. Yeah, but um, uh, Arlen Orlana also seems to uh, uh, seem like it would be a better idea for you guys to be over the food and drink table or something like that. Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like we should see what's going on over there. And, talking uh, to this guy about this manure. Is, this is because I'm walking? No, no. Okay. You, you just have to be I was like, what, what happened? <laughs> and um, you guys, well, you become aware that there's a, uh, a noble lady, um, probably in also her early 20s, that is standing directly behind uh, Cotter. Um, mm-hmm. And she is slightly so- shorter than him, uh, dressed immaculately, as you can tell. Um, her uh, heraldry that she has on a little pin indicates that she's a different family. Um, and her hair is just a cloud of uh, black <coughs> curls. And um, Noan, you, you do kind of notice this, and you immediately recognize the girl. Noan does? Yes. You remember when you got up in the middle of the night on the trip out to the um, Oracle? And Alistair had purloined the bowl for a little while, mm-hmm. and a, a picture of a girl came up in it. I do remember. It's Cotter. that girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One fiendish eyebrow lift. <laughs> because you did that with your friend, you could have pushed your eyebrow down. I have a horn. I don't want to <laughs> poke myself. 
And, you know, obviously it, the space becomes uncomfortable, Cotter, and you realize that there's someone standing behind you and you turn around and, and it's Sinia. And she says, hello, Cotter. So good to see you again. And she kind of raises her hand and, and kind of gently pats the, the uh, holy symbol on your chest. And she says, I, I, I understand you're now a servant of the High Nectar. I'm so very proud. And she's like almost brimming with tears. I mean, she's holding it in, but just barely. Is that your betrothed? Well, she is wearing a cladiga on her uh, wedding finger. Cladiga? That's the, you've probably seen them, the, the, the two hands holding a heart, the crown on it. Irish. Ring. Mm -hmm. Thank you. It's a promissory ring, yeah. Does he have one on? He does not. Oh, but, uh, oh that's hard. Breaking so hearts of ladies yeah. and doggos. Doggos? <laughs> <laughs> he left the Guy. Dogs are dogs. See that little circle we came on that? Yeah. <laughs> but then for all you guys know that, that may not be the tradition in Porta Magna where maybe only the, the woman that gets the ring. Is the tradition? It is. I'm gonna while he's staring dumbly, I wanna look down at the ones I keep trying to pull me away. Well they stopped right away. All right, I'm gonna ask you're about as immovable as the rock right. Gibraltar. Who's that? And it's 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 a lady Sinia. Um, thank you. <laughs> and that is. Um, there were rumors years ago that she and Carter were a thing, and she has basically refused any young man's suits since he left. And you can just see him kind of putting the two and two and four together right now. Mm. I wonder if young Cotter's looking a little uh, awkward. How, how does Cotter look? Uh, starry eyed. Aww. The love. Okay, go ahead. So, Sinia uh, says to you, uh, so, uh, Cotter, it's so good to see you. Uh, does this mean you're back to stay? How close is everyone around us? Um, you remember everyone kind of did this poof thing away, so, you know, your friends are like from 5 to 20 feet away. Um, all of the ladies of the families kind of saw this coming, and, uh, you know, as soon as Sinia showed up, so they, like we said, did, did the, the grease spot thing where they just, boom, all of a sudden they had something to do at the refreshment tables. Mm -hmm. So it's probably a good ten foot circle around you guys. Right. So we can like talk quietly without being overheard. Yeah. Right. We'll say, um, I would if I could, but it would probably do my family some good. But I cannot. What do you mean you would if you could? What What reason do you have to leave again now that you're home? I did not come to Porta Magnum because it's home. I came because my path led me here. Uh, my group and I, we, well, it sounds a little presumptuous to say that we're on a mission to save the world, but it might be the truth. And her mouth opens a little bit in surprise. I, 
I always knew you'd be doing great things, but this seems amazing. What? Can you tell me what you're doing? It would take a while to explain, but uh, the fogs in the mountains, the crops and animals dying, we're trying to stop the cause of all of that. Yes, but, it's been terrible. It's, it's caused great privations. But, but what do you mean about it would do your family some good? Have you heard anything about my family's finances? Well, yes, there's been some rumors that, well, some hazy talk here and there said that your family's not doing well, but... And she points around all the glitz and glamour here at the Driftfall. It seems like you're doing just fine. Is it true? Well, I... Oh... I was supposed, before the ball, to go and check out the uh, books because my sister was worried that they're not very good at running the business and have been having troubles. In fact, I heard them talking, and my sister was telling my mother how we probably shouldn't be doing this, but... Well, one must keep up appearances. Yeah. Well, if it's not too presumptuous upon my part, Potter. And if you can keep a confidence, I've been running my family's business ever since my father died in my younger brother's name. Um, you know, I have been the eldest of my family, so I was always carted around by my father when he did his work. And, well, I just sort of picked up the business. So when my father died, and my brother wasn't nearly of age, I quietly took over management. If you would like, and if it would please you, I could take a look at the books and see what your family's been doing. That, that sounds like it would be great. Uh, I'm already late on my deadline, so two eyes can help. Four eyes. Ooh. <laughs> Four eyes could help better than two. And she kind of claps her hands over yours. Then it's a deal. Um, as soon as the party breaks up, let's let's go take a look at the family finances. Until then, let let us enjoy ourselves. I I do hope this won't be the last time I see you. I have a few more days here at least, and one of the nice things about reading over dry old books is that it gives you a long a lot of time to talk. Oh, well. And she kind of squeezes your hand harder so you can feel the Claudica ring kind of pressing into your, your fingers. And she, I was hoping I would see you for longer than that. Oh, yeah, I do wish I could stay. But let's talk about that later. Let's, let's walk at, let's walk at the ball and Yes. Well, we have the time. Let, let us enjoy the time that we do have. And uh, you kind of turn to face the rest of your uh, friends who kind of started to scrunch back in on you guys. Actually, as a quick question, Adri, um, since you're kind of like striding away and this happens, are you, are you going to continue out to the balcony with no one? Or are you going to I'm, stop and go back? Or are you gonna... I'm, I'm a little curious. I'm going to kind of like turn around and just sort of like... You can look and see me looking with the fiendish eyebrow raised. Oh, 
like wave him in, you know, come see us. We're doing the bump signs. Actually, all you guys do an inside check. Not not you, no. As I'm outside? No, because you're the inside. I'll clap it. 22? I was walking away. 16. Okay, so Arlen and Gurnville, you notice Nolan has like a you know look of recognition on his face. And he's got the raised eyebrow. So, I mean, dish I'm going to excuse myself from the two ladies who are tugging on my arms and go walk over to Tim Noah. I'm going to walk over there, too. Okay. And you know, or- Orlana seems to be a little relieved to not be in pers- the, uh, proximity of whatever is going on with Cotter. Okay, and you guys join. We Nolan. all are. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know her? Do you know her? I've seen her before. Where? And I've seen oh. them talking before. No, they weren't talking. Oh. He just produced a picture of her in the bowl and just kind of watched, you know. As she I was just always watching. I assume that they're going to talk. Yeah. You need two bowls to talk. You need two bowls to talk. You know what she had or not. Two bowls won't talk. You know, you, um, you, yeah, you only ever saw him just sort of kind of yeah. gaze at the bowl for a while and then after a few, a few well, moments. Yeah, it looked like he was talking as his lips, if I could read lips, saying, I love you, Senia, is what he was, was frowning. Sorry. So what are you saying to her? Actually, can we hear him talking? Are we far enough away that we can hear him talk? Okay, so yeah, you guys are close enough that you could still, you know, actually, no, actually, where you guys are, you know, you could you could see their mouth moving, but the it's um, far enough away. Who has the other sending stone? Oh, I have one of them, so who has the other one? <coughs> you have the other And you're only allowed to send one forty or word. One text. One twenty word message. <laughs> are the windows open? Three times a day. Yes, all the windows and doors are open. Uh, cool. I'm just I'm provide a little bit of uh, of uh, cross cool. breeze there. I'm going to have guys fly in and land on the on Alistair Cotter's shoulder. <laughs> okay, that's not going to cause any issues, right? Nope. No, that's, and, that's totally legit. And, 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 and you see the uh, the dark-haired girl kind of react I'm surprised. I'm going to try and not have this random owl land on my shoulder. You know this. <laughs> and it flies right into her face. And you, you see her kind of point at it like, does this happen to you often sort of thing? It's going to fly out the window more. <laughs> Cotter Milan. <laughs> owl whisperer. Okay, and um, they seem to chat for a few minutes, and whatever whatever comes of it, um, she uh, you know snakes her arm through his, and and he ends up escorting her for the rest of the evening, it seems, and uh, he drags her over to uh, meet you guys, and introduces her to the entire group, right? Sure, I guess. We're all Sounds just like staring at the balcony <laughs> from the balcony. And, and Orlana says, and who is your young lady, Connor? Or Alistair? Or... And she clearly was confused what to call you now. This is Cynia. And, and Orlana does a, a really courteous curtsy and uh, in, introduces herself. With, you know, obviously, Cynia does a much more polished version of the introduction. I do a slight nod with my head. I'm just going to lift my glass <laughs> in acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to lean back against the balcony and let the owl land on my shoulder. <laughs> I'm going to give him a glare. Hmm? What, um, 
What relation are you to <laughs> Alistair? Sinia, are you asking that too? Yeah. It's like, um, Sinia says, we have known each other for many years. I've been hoping he would return. Um, I haven't seen him since he said goodbye and before he left the city. Oh, so you did say goodbye to somebody. That's cute. You did say goodbye to somebody then. Yes, I guess. She elbows you on the side and says, yes, you did. No, that wasn't... Mm. <laughs> you did? No, no. Okay. Um, are you two promised? And she she kind of holds up her hand as if to display the cloud of ring. Um, how to, uh, on the night he left, promised he would come back for me. Well, well, here he is. And okay. she, she just kind of beams up at, at uh, Cotter, and, and uh, she seems awfully, awfully happy. Uh, another tag-along. Anyway, um, nothing much more exciting happens during the thing. It is your uh, typical uh, garden party, essentially. I think we should leave these two alone. I do too. I go back to my room down here. Okay. Showed up, I'm leaving. I'm going up to my room. I'm expecting a messenger with some information. Want to spar? Probably. Um, are you good? The rest of you retiring for the night? I want to find the gentleman that came up to me and actually like, make a phone call check him. Okay. And yeah, he's, he's still there. He's talking up several young ladies. And uh, he's doing a little kind of prestidigitation thing where he's producing sparks from his finger. And that, that seems to uh, entertain them greatly. A lot of giggles and, and, and squeals out of them. And oh, hello, Melora. Uh, good to see you again. Yes. Uh, I was wondering what uh, day or time you would like to uh, meet to discuss. He says, oh, my schedule is quite open. Um, when are you available in the next several days? Um, yeah, two more two after more this. So I, I have uh, two more days left in the city. Oh, very good. Um, well, how about the day after next? Then? Yeah. Okay, I shall leave my address with the butler. Oh, all right. And uh, he goes back to chatting with the young lady. And can't you do something else to mess with them? He's making sparks. You can just counter that with, like, Finding more darkness <laughs> or... Oh, okay. Do it. <laughs> Take the dude out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tackle him. Do what they want. Fireball. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Shocking grass. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> High five. No. Bring bomb. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> never. Okay, anybody else to do anything here before we, you them. leave the, no. uh, the ball this tonight? Is, this is blisteringly uncomfortable as Germano. Yeah, so I'm waiting for my messenger. Okay, um, so speaking of that, would everybody who's not Matt leave the room? Uh, can I be Matt if I want to be? No. Okay, so uh, Noah, you are returning to your room, and obviously you're, you're hoping that the, uh, the page that you sent out would, uh, uh, would have returned with the address there. And you open up your door, and there's somebody there. 
but it's not the page. So I'm like, into my fighting stance. Um, and it's actually um, a middle-aged, half-elven woman. Um, in fact, you recognize her from the party tonight, uh, but uh, she's, you know, you never were formally introduced. Uh, but she's wearing a very skimpy gown. Uh, it leaves little to the imagination of what she's there for. And she pats the bed that she's sitting on next to her. Noah, won't you join me? I just stand there, and I go and I stand against the wall. Why are you here? Oh, couldn't let a prize like you get away. And she stands up and kind of runs a finger down your chest. She does that. And give it a light twist. Not quite breaking, but certainly enough. But why are you here? She says, I couldn't let a prize like you get away. Look at you. You are most fantastic. And you needn't squeeze so high. And I look at Kate, and you are boring me. I could unbore you if you wanted. With that wrist lock, take her out the door. <laughs> she kind of looks disappointed and straightens her gown out again. Very well. You don't know what you've missed. And she just kind of saunters off down the hallway. Anyways, yes. Uh, you do actually find a uh, sheet of parchment on the table. Mm-hmm. And it does have an address on there, and, uh, and you just and all it says on the top is just magic shop, but it has an address in the city. Mm. Well, they actually have a shop. <clears throat> all right. Well, okay. thought they might have like a secret room or something. I don't know how much magic is in there. Okay. But enough to have a shop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and call everybody in. <sighs> all right. Okay, so all the rest of you retire to your rooms uh, for the night. And is anyone going to do anything before you knock off to bed and go to sleep? I'm going to sleep. You're going to sleep? Oh, it might take me like an hour to get all the tools off. I'm going to have the owl sit up like on top of, I'm assuming like a big canopy bed. So I'm going to sit there where he can stay awake and just kind of keep an eye on things. With a dagger, man. Oh, all right. I'll make sure my door is locked. The window is locked. Very good. And I sleep under the bed. Okay, that just got weird. <laughs> <laughs> I sleep in the closet. Just why not? So is no one like one of those people that thinks that the world's gonna end like next week, and so these Scott you try know, being a tiefling, man. Very, <laughs> very one. Okay. I know things that you don't. What can I say? I mean, super wealthy. It's so difficult. I got where our hearts are bleeding for you, Cotter. Okay, so Cotter, the uh, dress ball is beginning to wind down. Um, All of your friends have retired for the night, and most of the guests have gone home. There's still a few, you know night owls that are hanging on in the corners talking probably business or gossip. Um, in fact, even all of your family seems to be retired. It's only the uh, help and the few of the, the last guests. And uh, you are sitting there with Cynia. And the two of you have been kind of waiting for everyone to go home so you can finally go and take a look at the family finances. Um, so you lead her up to the study 
where all of the ledgers are kept. And she starts digging into the books. And, you know, she's uh, opening the first one and then the next and the next and, and starts reading through there. Okay, so Cotter, what are you going to be doing while she is going through the family finances? I will also be going through the family finances. Okay. And uh, we can talk, I guess, while we're doing it. It's not very, like, attention-intentive. Because it's just, like, someone sold this on contract to... Us, we sold that on contract to someone else. It's a little more intense than that because, of course, obviously it's got all the contracts in there and you have to see all the who's and what's and where's. But, yeah, you can definitely um, get a chance to uh, get some small talk in while she's going through there. So uh, what did you want to say while you guys are pouring through the ledgers? I mean, I don't want to, like, say anything specific, but... We haven't seen each other for seven years. True, yeah. So probably while we're going, just bring up different things, asking just like generally how we are, mm -hmm. what we've been doing more than just what we said at the wall. Yeah. Well, obviously it's a little awkward to begin with um, while you're starting and you, you're kind of more concentrating on the books and the contracts and the things like that. Um, but uh, then, yeah, things start to ease up a little bit after a while. And, uh, you know, Sinia asks you about your time in the monastery and, and what did you do there and how did you end up there? I'll tell the um, mostly true version of battle stories that make the good parts sound good and the not-so-good parts not there. Okay, and obviously she's... Most impressed. Do you tell about taking down the black dragon twice? Yes, and how I was that close to stopping it, but then it managed to like slip around my party member and escape. Mm -hmm. Slip yeah. around the puddle. That was not I'm not gonna tell her about the party member being a puddle, but we'll gloss around that. And then how about like meeting the old queen and going to the Elvish Highlands and all that stuff? Yeah. All the fantastic things. None of the morally questionable things we've done. None of the legally questionable things we've done. Fantastic. And that, you know, is it's all very impressive. Um, and what, what would you like to ask of her? Um, probably questions about, like, what she's been doing while we've been gone. How things have been going in Port of Magnum while I've been gone. How the whole kingdom is sort of doing. And, uh, and she says, you know, obviously things have been tough without you, um, but that, uh, you know, things are well, but her, you know, father died a few years back, um, and her, you know, brother hasn't hit the age of majority yet, so it was a little awkward, but she was, did find ways to, to run the business behind the scene, and things in Porta Magnum have not been great. Um, oh, sure, the business has been fine. Um, the caravans come through the great gate from the great desert with all of their exotic goods and uh, but the harvests have been poor uh, with these fogs coming down from the mountains and uh, you wouldn't know it but those in the know know that the rations have gotten slim and 
you know, food is costing more and more. The, the poor are beginning to, uh, you know, be even more impoverished by the uh, lack of food and, and the lack of jobs. Uh, but, you know, the great houses are, can, you know, keeping their businesses going. Things are, you know, the ships go in and out, the airships go in and out, the caravans go in and out. Uh, the warehouses are maybe not as full as they used to be, but still are uh, full of goods. So um, as bad as things have become, they're still holding on and keeping a stiff upper lip here in Port Magnum. Um, she does say, though, that the uh, situation with the dwarves is getting more and more serious. Um, the general populace as a whole doesn't know it so well, but the uh, demands from Fairmont have just gotten more and more for food. And there's only so much grain to go around and the harvests haven't been that good. So um, it's been difficult and, and to the point where things have gotten to this state of tense negotiations between the two cities where they're actually you know, sending out uh, you know, units of armed cavalry and soldiery. And I'll mention how we, on our way here, saw both of the armies standing up. She says, yes, um, she hopes that cooler heads will prevail, but she has little hope anymore in the way things are going. Anyway, so... After a while, Cotter, your attention is kind of beginning to wane. Um, you do your best to, you know, go and pay attention to what's going on. But this was all really dry stuff that wasn't all that exciting to you back when you had no idea you'd be end up running the business. And Sinia really does seem to have a head for this. And uh, after a while, you're kind of more interested in looking at her than looking at the books. Um, and then it goes hours and hours into the night and you, uh, you know, take a seat while she's pouring through the books and she seems just really, really intent on it. And, uh, after a while you realize that, uh, you've kind of dozed off when all of a sudden she closes one of the books firmly and that kind of jolts you out of your slumber that you'd uh, fall into. And she kind of goes, you know, blows the... Her bangs up in that way that you find oh so appealing. And she turns to you and says, I'm afraid, Cotter, that what your family said is true. Your mother and your sisters really have no idea what they're doing. Um, these contracts are so poorly written. They're, they're, they're getting like 7% when they should be getting 40. Uh, I do have to agree with their estimation of their skills. Uh, if your family continues running the business, they'll be bankrupt in a year. You, you really cannot leave. You must stay and run things. It is that dire. Well, that's unfortunately not really an option. Although, I can't seem to think of any options that would work. I don't know. I really don't know what can be done. Oh, Sinia, you've been amazing with the books this evening. Could you help run my family's business? And Sinia turns to you and says, Well, Cotter, 
as you know, that would be entirely impossible. We're from different families. However, I could if I was your wife. And she kind of holds out her hand with the Claudica on it, making it really prominent. Oh. Like, I remembered that that was sort of the path we were going down, but I sort of didn't expect it, like, the day we came, I came back seven years later. Um, so I'm going to walk over to her and, and I'll say, come here. I'm so sorry that I left. And I'm so sorry that I have to leave again, but when this is all over, if you'll let me, I would like to come back and be with you again. Will you marry me? And she just leaps up and grabs your hands and pulls you to her. And she said, of course, Kata. And I would wait for you forever. And then just mashes her face into yours. So you guys get up in the morning and, you know, obviously you, you are a, a little fatigued from such a big social gathering, uh, but none the worse for wear. Um, Grinville, do you wash the paint off or do you keep it on? I washed it off. I washed it off before I went to bed. Okay. And uh, just. I, I should have asked about that. What? I didn't Too late. The crazy body paint? Yeah. You're about it now. But, uh, and um, you guys form up and uh, you, uh, you're just about refreshed and ready to go when there's a knock on the door and, and uh, the uh, you know, various servants announce to you that breakfast is waiting in the parlor. And uh, it's a full breakfast, too. They have eggs and sausages and hash browns and, um, you know, slabs of meat and, and, uh... <laughs> Thank God, no more squirrel stew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a good hearty fare. Um, so everything you can pretty much desire is, is there. Grandma walks over to one of the platters, has one of the hunks of meat, just picks up the entire platter and goes to the table by himself. <laughs> and, um, Cotter eventually appears and his, uh, eyes are kind of a little bedrimmed with the lack of sleep. Uh, but he seems to be otherwise hale. Can't talk eating. Do they have any fruits? Oh yeah, they have everything you could possibly want. Okay, I'll have that. Yeah. Fruits, eggs. I'm eating it. Cakes, everything. So a good healthy breakfast for everyone. Protein mm -hmm. mm -hmm. style. Okay. Um, and you refresh yourself. You, you notice that Cotter is back in his chainmail. And it looks like he's ready for action. Um, Girl rolls in his. <clears throat> and what do you guys wish to do with your uh, morning? Well, I want to visit a certain address in town. I'll go with you. I'll be curious. You too. Also. Now, you guys do remember that the um, <coughs> Archbishop had asked you guys to perhaps help with the, um, with the uh, plague problem and, and go down to the, the plague tents to see what you could do. Mm -hmm. Then on our way yes. to the plague tents, mm -hmm. we'll stop off at yeah. Dan's. Sounds good. Address. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and the... Uh, 
stables are happy to provide you with a couple of horses to ride down to the base of Porta Magnum. Um, and uh, unfortunately, the day is not quite clear. Uh, there's already threatening clouds. And as Perfect. you take off, um, a light rain kind of turns into a heavy rain. Um, and so did you want to tell everybody what this address is that you'd uh, say, hey, It's a magic shop. Let's go check it uh, out. And you, Cotter, you know there are several magic shops in town, uh, all within the first to third circle. So this, this one's actually in the second circle and very close. And uh, you're able to, uh, in, a, in a few short tens of minutes, end up in, in front of this emporium. Does Cotter know of any, like, this is the magic shop to go to type of magic shops? Well, you know, this is something that Cotter would have sent his servants out to do. But, uh, you know, it, it still has a, a good, re, re, you know, repute to him. Okay. Or at least it did seven years ago. Fair enough. And uh, so you uh, leave the horses with the page out front and, and uh, enter the, the establishment. And uh, it's a little interesting. The, the dress here is not quite as fine, but pretty close to what you saw in the first circle. Uh, the heraldry is a little more pronounced, though. They've got a, a slightly bigger uh, you know, pin or badge or something on they're coffee <clears throat> Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, what do you want to say? Who's right. I will go to the store first. I mean... Are, are you in Bob form or are you in Grenville form? I'm in Grenville form. Okay. Well, that causes a stir. But... uh are like finding he cares less and less. And they, they, yes, my lord, what can I do for you? It's... We are here to peruse your stock. Oh, are... Is there anything in particular you're looking for? Rings. Ah, rings, yes. And was there a certain budget uh, limit you're looking at? Let's just see what you have. Well, um, what were you looking for? Are you looking for more in the 5,000 gold piece limit? Or maybe the 50,000 gold piece limit? Uh, what are you looking for, Noan? 5,000 gold piece limit. We have... Less than that. We have less than that. Between party. all of us. <laughs> Where do you have money from? Did you, did you... Did you steal? Did you steal money from Carter's house? I'm just asking. What, what are you looking for? I'm looking for utility items. I also need him to look at something for me. Ah, yes. Um, what, what is it you wish to have us look at? Uh, I just I'd like a, a private word with you. Oh, of course, of course. And it, there's like a little booth on the side there with, you know, kind of like a, a drugstore where there's like a, that little like half wall mm -hmm. that sticks out so that you can talk to the uh, pharmacist while still being heard by the entire rest of the, uh, yeah, the establishment because it's so, it's so private. And, and he says, yes, uh, my lord, what, what can I do for you? Um, you guys do just want to look around the stock yeah. and see what I'm for while I'm doing this? Cab. If you sent your servants down, you're not. Anyway, send um, I'm gonna reach into my bag and I pull out a cloth wrapped satchel and I put it in front of him and without and very carefully untie it, which these guys have no idea I have. And I'm gonna tell him, do not speak out loud. Take a look and tell me what you think. And then I'm gonna open up. It's gonna reveal a book. Yeah, and the necromantic guy. <coughs> and and he his voice um, lowers significantly. Ah, it's, it, uh, anyone 
uncomfortable even viewing it, does it not? Yes. This is certainly an artifact of the old kingdom, is it not? Very much so. Yes. Um, yes, we would be, we could be interested in acquiring such an item. Um, how much were you looking to get for it? Not so much money to trade for my party. Ah, yes. Um, what sort of thing would you like to trade for? I, for myself, am looking for one of two, one of three possible items. One is an item that can increase the physical strength. One or or an item that can increase physical health. Or a bag that can hold a multitude of items without changing weight. Oh, my! Or a backpack. We do have the last one. And um, you just see the proprietor go into the back room and then come back out again. And um, he is holding what seems to be a rather ordinary leather bag in his hand. And uh, once again, he disappears behind the half wall. And, a, uh, and uh, he, you know, you see him kind of grab a couple of boxes or something like that and put them behind the wall and then come back out with them again. And um, so, Noan, he uh, pulls those boxes in, and each one is the size of kind of like a case box mm -hmm. of, uh, for you know, a case of, of bottles or something. Mm -hmm. And he uh, you know, opens the bag up and then just proceeds to put the entire thing in the bag, even though the bag mm -hmm. is um, you know, clearly too small to hold it. Right. He said, yes, th this is also a artifact of the old kingdom. And uh, we would be more than happy to trade for that thing. What is it? This is a bag, we call it a bag of holding. Okay. And he says, uh, it can uh, hold something up to four feet in size and up to 500 pounds, and it would be as if nothing was on your back. Mm. <sighs> And this is the only item you have of equivalent value? Well, of what you've asked for, yes. And you have no items that can increase physical strength or health? Well, he says, let me think. I think I may have one thing back here that might interest you. I could throw the bag in and... And he comes, goes to the back real quick again and comes back out again. And uh, he's got something small in his hand. Okay. And he holds out a stone that's a pale blue rhomboid. And he says, if you should set this to orbiting your head, this would increase your strength. Wow. Do you have two? Yeah. No. You can have as many as you can. Like a, it's like a solar system. Out of curiosity and out of character, is this like Infinity Stone Gauntlet where you can have as many stones fluctuating on your head as you want? Um, in theory, yeah. It doesn't say you can't. <laughs> That's what I'm curious. How much would this increase my strength by? Well, he explains it to you, but it, it basically ends up uh, increasing your strength by two to a maximum of 20. Okay. So that plus the bag for the book... Yes. 
He says, you won't find a better bargain anywhere. What you got? You wanted something okay. like a belt, perhaps? Yeah. You got to remember that the artifacts of the Old Kingdom are very rare. Yes. Very expensive. That, that, that's the only question. Do you have anything that doesn't float, like, that you wear? That does the same thing. Well, maybe not something so effective. Let me see. I'm not saying no to the stone. I'm just asking. I just know the stones are easy to lose. So you have a hard bargain, my friend. I've seen my prowling companion. Be happy to bring him back here. And he comes back, goes to the back, and comes back out again. And this time he has a pair of uh, gauntlets. And he says, These are reported to raise one's strength again. It is said that the man who sold them to me could lift up whole carts with them. Hmm. Have you tried them? Uh, yes, it's most wondrous. I was able to move entire boxes in the back room that should have taken three people. Uh, the bag and the gauntlets. He says, deal! And he kind of slides the book half over to him. And I take the gauntlets in the bag. Okay. And so what you have is a bag of holding. Bag of holding. Yeah. Okay. And that allows you to carry something two feet in diameter or four feet deep and up to 500 pounds. 500 pounds. And it only weighs 15 pounds no matter how much you have in the bag. Awesome. Bag weighs 15 pounds. Okay. And uh, gloves? And then the gloves are gauntlets of ogre power. Ooh. And they raise your strength to 19 while you wear them. Oh, oh. Wow. wow. Wait, so we could like... That's worth it. Yeah. That would we just keep a... passing down the gauntlets. <laughs> you get like a plus nine strength. I would get a plus nine strength. And then you we could find somebody to do like plus one more and get you. It to... does require a two minute, of course. Of oh. course. I'll put them on so I can start that. So while that's happening, I'd say Of course you recognize Cotter, first son of House Fraser, newly returned. I'm not there. Am I there? Yeah, yeah you're in the room. There. Oh, yeah, I, I thought it so, was like back home doing business things. So we would expect one of his notability would have a tab at your establishment. He uh, pulls you aside as if he doesn't want to say this, you know, where it can be generally heard. He says, now, um, normally, yes, uh, the first family's credit is always good there. However, um, I did receive this note saying that the Fraser family um, is... Uh, Shall we say, not being extended any credit at this time? Hmm. Um, I'm not at liberty to say why, but you know they uh, just have been placed on hold for now. Nice, nice. Um, well, sell your sell your eyeballs. What? Charming glasses. Tell them. I'm yeah. going to walk over to Adrian real quick. I'm going to hold up the circle that I had. Oh, I forgot to ask. Do I still have the snazzy elf skin color? Oh, no. You woke up in the morning. Okay, so can we just assume yeah, it on the yeah, yeah, you okay. had to do the regular makeup. I, for, I forgot to, to ask yeah. that. And I, and I should have mentioned, yeah. 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 No, you, you wake up in the in the morning, right? you're back to your regular Adrian's elf. Did you get a brush? Um... We have another night. Would you would you be interested in the circlet? 
Are you just I'm asking don't you. even you don't even care that you're you're dragon boy? For some reason I'm caring less and less. Okay. Not you, but do you want to know it myself? If you don't want it, you can what? sell it Sorry, too, because I'm I'm Is comfortable with the robes. Oh. I've worn them for years. Okay. I'd say I need a ring. You should sell it or trade it. Um what kind of ring are you looking for? Protection. I thought you had a ring for those. No, I did not. He's got a cloak of protection. I need a ring of protection. And I'm gonna bring on the circle and hand that to him. Well, actually, what would you start, you think about it? And actually, yeah, it's just too darn useful. <laughs> you know, it could become in, could come in handy in so many instances. Uh-huh. Not the least of which is being bought. That's true. Okay, but I'm gonna put the circle. But uh, now, question: How? What does the circle look like? Is something that's like because I don't have hair. If you remember, it was just a simple gold band that right. you could just place over your brow. Okay, I was hold on to that. Is that in the tomb line? Do you remember? You have to use them. Look it up later. Look it up later. So I, I, I don't throw it right out. Okay, cool. Of protection, um, how much for a ring that could protect you? Uh, well, that would be more in the 5,000 or maybe more, depending on what you're looking for. Mm. Now, you do have a staff that doesn't do any good. I have a staff and glasses that don't do anything. Well, the glasses might still do good. We have used them once, right? <coughs> to ill will. The staff yeah, is the adder. The snake staff. Snake snaff. The snake snaff? Yeah. How many times have I seen it? Not that many. Yeah, often. <laughs> but I, I don't. What would you to... give me for a sword that can light on fire? Ooh, that would be away. Why would you give that away? away? Uh, that would be worth quite a bit, yes. Um, what did, what did you have in mind for such a treasure? I, I beckon no one over. Talk to him, not to me. <laughs> well, I mean, well, how how much would you say uh, this is worth, this fine sword? Well, I'm sure we could trade it for something quite viable in our uh, in our uh, shop here. What what did you have in mind? Oh, I want its value. It would just depend on what you wish to trade it for. Would it be in the 5,000 or 50,000 gold piece range? I would say it would be in the 5,000 gold piece range. You can use that sword, Jack. Actually, roll for me insight, you two, since you're talking to him. Can I just give him advantage on insight check? Oh, sure. I'm clueless. Okay, advantage. All right. So I got plus three. Ooh. That's yeah. much better. <laughs> 22. Um, you get the feeling, no one, that this proprietor senses a bargain and he's trying to trade you down heavily. I'm like, hmm. So this is a fine blade. You have two such rings? Oh, well, the, the author stands. So he's kind of doubling down on his offer there. Is he cheating us, Noah? He is cheating us. I'm going to cast Zone of Truth. It's a ring, you guys. Now that we're being duped, we can get (laughs) stuff for the ring. As you start, he says, um, he says, I am casting a spell. And he reaches under the the, uh, counter and hits this bell that rings several times. And you hear a couple of very loud boots stamping up into the back room, and you get the feeling there are several, I several. Was just praying, praying for patience. You don't have to be so. 
We're doing good business here. Why would you ring a bell? Well, yeah, he says, um, let us say we can never have too much caution. Well, absolutely. Says, but we're not perhaps really we should be done for the day. Um, enjoy your, your new items. Nice. Nice, you guys. I didn't do the spell. Nice. Ah, there's another magic store in town. We'll go there. I'm sure Kyle not, did not kicked out of every magic store in town. You should have asked your friends to behave. <laughs> I assumed that you would. I was behaving. All right, so I guess we should... You were trying to take out loans in my name. That's behaving for a Can I just pretend to not be with them? No, you were clearly with them, so you'll have to you know, try to tomorrow in another story. Just get the hat perfect. thing and disguise yourself. Oh, yeah, could I just like go outside, cast Alter Self, and come back in? Uh, maybe later today it would be a little obvious. Or just or just go to the other magic shop, yeah. I guess. Both. Yeah, there's several in town. So maybe, maybe on your way back up you could stop at another one. We're just going to keep going into all the magic shops until you find one mm-hmm. that's not in a ring. Well, it's. That sword was worth more than the ring. Yeah, you definitely got that feeling. Why would you sell the sword? I was trying to help out the group when I had a plan. What was the... Anyways, will you head down to the plague tents then? Yes. Was your plan to like... I was going to pull a no one and get things for free. So, I think you're thinking of the spear? No. I was going to pull a no one and get things for free and still keep my sword. Oh. I'm not telling you with him right there. <laughs> if I still All right, so off. we go to the plague tents. You have some handsome toys. I'm sure you can lift okay. many a corpse. Okay. How long does it take? How long will I be attuned to him by the time we get down there? Um, actually, yes. By the time you get down, you'll be attuned because okay. it, it, yeah, as you guys can see, the the city's on numerous levels, and it takes quite a while to to ride to the base there. Um, but the weather, which was threatening earlier. Just sort of gets worse and worse. Um, however, you guys are kind of amazed at the plumbing here because the rain sheets down, um, you know, goes off of the roofs into the gutters and into drains and disappears. Um, you know, it's not flowing through the streets or anything. So whatever whatever sewer system they have is is underground and um, you know just completely uh, you know drains the precipitation away. However, as you are going down into the lower and lower levels of the city, when you get down to the very bottom level, apparently this, the uh, system doesn't work quite as well down there as it does up you know, high. And in fact, actually, sewage seems to be erupting from the drains there and flowing through the streets. Oh, so no. wherever it was supposed to go after that doesn't seem to work as well. Um, and so you kind of hustle out the, the gates. And you do come up to the first of, you know, remember if you, when you flew in, there was some very large tents in the center. And then it kind of got ragged towards the outside. And you go to the very first of those large tents. And it's a disturbing sight, to say the least. Even for, your heart, for you, hardened by battle and death. Along both sides and in a double row down the middle, crude cots are arranged in rows that were perhaps neat at one point. Now they show the effects of being shuffled in and out on a regular basis. Except for a notable few, all of them are filled with victims. Men, women, children, young, old, weak, or hearty, the plague seems to have spared no one. Going from cot to cot past orderlies and a futile effect to provide some comfort for the patients and their suffering, 
Some lay in agony, covered with their own vomit and bodily fluids. Others seemed to wail or cry out, raising their arms or curling into balls to ward off dangers that they alone can seem to see. The far gone just lay staring at the ceiling. You notice that in many, especially the most affected, their limbs seem to wither. For some, just their fingers and toes have shriveled and turned black. For the most ravaged, their entire arms and legs have blackened and stick up at odd angles, looking like the limbs of the undead. As you watch, one old man, his arms just black sticks, wails against some unseen attack and manages somehow to roll out of his bed. He strikes the floor and his blackened arms literally snap off like dead tree limbs. The caregivers rush to his aid to get his wailing form back in his cot, leaving the dead limbs where they lay for the moment. Overall hangs a sickly sweet odor mixed with the fragrance of flowers and the smell of wood smoke. As you enter, a human cleric, her holy symbol identifying her as a follower of Belenus, rises wearily from her chair to greet you. The dark circles under her red-rimmed eyes, stained robes, and tangled hair suggest that she hasn't slept well in quite a long time. Hello. Do you have more patience? Let me see if I can find beds, she says almost robotically. As she turns to address you, though, through the fog of fatigue, she seems to recognize you for what you are, and her eyes widen. Healers! Gods be praised, and from Dianect of all things. I didn't know there were any left. You are most welcome. And that's what we're going to stop for today. Okay, well, an awful lot happened in this particular uh, episode. Um, actually, I probably should have mentioned the last episode, but we kind of touched on it again this time. Uh, the mystery vial that Adri found in her effects. So a long time ago, when I first came up with the idea for this particular episode, and the way I write is kind of similar to the way a lot of authors write, um, they envision scenes and then they kind of write themselves from in between scene to scene to scene just to bridge each one. And uh, so with this one, I had the dress ball, which seemed the likely thing to have happen. Uh, obviously, we've gone straight into Pride and Prejudice land here. And um, so then I came up against the problem of, oh, yeah, um, I'd like to have the girls be in some really fancy digs. But those tend to be a bunch revealing. And how much makeup does Adri have? It, it uh, presented me the problem. So I came up with the idea of the uh, half-elf potion, which actually wasn't an original idea either. That was running around since uh, third edition. But anyways, that worked out very well for the party and uh, had a little fun with the magic brush that kind of came to the mind at one point. And I'm like, yeah, I must put that in there. That'd be too much fun. Um, anyway, uh then there's the encounter between the uh, lady and Noan, and uh, that one, and also the encounter that Drew had uh, back in the Brass Dragon Lair. Uh, both of those, um, very fraught with peril, uh, obviously for a, 
podcast that has a non-explicit tag, we had to really kind of dance around uh, what was going on without making it too explicit. Um, it was interesting, though. Didn't know how the guys were going to react. Um, it was kind of interesting to see what they would do. And, and on one hand, Drew did one thing. On the other hand, Matt did another. Um, so kind of interesting. Um, would have thought it might actually work the other way around, but there we are. And then there's the uh, magic shop. That was a total left-hand turn. I uh, was not expecting them to look that one up, so we had to do an entire new scene. One of the reasons that this episode is so long. And that one was a tough one for me, too, because obviously magic's kind of rare. So I didn't want to give them a lot of magic. Uh, so it kind of put me in a tough corner, especially when they brought up the book. I had totally forgotten about the book. And I was actually very, I was very proud of Drew for remembering the book and then using it as a bargaining chip. So that worked out really well. But anyways, the party has some new toys, um, and Cotter is engaged. Well, he hasn't told anybody yet, but he's engaged. And that was a whole other thing, too. So when Bryce brought his character backstory to me of the disaffected noble that had run out on his family to join the monastery, I thought up that he had left his sweetheart behind. So uh, that was kind of neat and, and fun and a, a pleasant diversion. But then as I got to thinking about it, um, okay, so he's come back to town and there's no one to run the business and he's got to stay then. That was bad planning. Oh, wait, but he's got the fiance. That's it. He'll marry her and all will be well. So I talked to Bryce about it and we all agreed on the plan and, and phew, got out of that one. Because, yeah, you think about that. It's like, how could these people be important and then have to leave? It, which often happens in stories. But you have to come up with a reason that that actually works. So I'm glad this one worked this time. And then they are down in the plague tents. And things don't look good. So what's going to happen there? We'll have to wait for the next episode. Until then, let us know what you think. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. Email us at relicofthepastpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at Relic of the Past on Twitter and Relic of the Past Podcast on Facebook. Articles and artwork are available at poolmedia.podbean.com. And thank you for playing in the world that lives inside my head.
And that's where we're going to stop for this episode.